What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode here on the Sean's Take Podcast. It is once again time to talk some more college football. The playoff picture is set. Championship weekend was great. We're going to recap some of that. We're going to talk about the four teams that made it into the playoffs. I'm going to give you my thoughts there. I'm going to give you my thoughts on some of the other bowl games that have since been announced. So we got Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama in the playoffs. It's exactly what I thought it should be. I think the committee got it right. I know not everybody agrees with that take, but I'm going to tell you why Florida State was rightfully left out of the playoffs this year. But first, let's quickly go back to championship weekend. Well, we went 4-1 and one against the spread. It was a great prediction weekend if you listened to my segment on the Keystone Sports kickoff radio show. As I had mentioned in last week's episode, we had Texas and Michigan cover the spread, just like I said. I was telling people Washington and Alabama were going to win both of those games. They did exactly that. And then the team that did let me down was Louisville. I thought they would handle Florida State better than they did. Florida State got the win, which obviously made the playoff prediction, or the playoff setting, I should say, a bit more complicated. But it was a very solid championship weekend. It was a lot of fun watching those games. And then Selection Sunday came. And yes, I'm going to say it. I think the committee got the four best teams in the playoffs. And the big controversy here is, well, Florida State, 13-0, and a perfect season. They won their conference. They're going in. When there's two 12-1 teams, Sitting in the playoff picture, how can this happen? How could the committee leave out a Power 5 champion that went undefeated? And unfortunately for Florida State, they had an incredible season. And if Jordan Travis, their quarterback, never got hurt, they would be in the playoffs. They'd probably be the number two seed right behind Michigan. I think it would have gotten Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and then Texas to be the four teams. But that's not how the cards were played out. And I do think the committee got it right, putting Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama in the playoffs. And here's why I'm going to say that. The one reasoning I think we have to point to when we're looking at who should get into the college football playoffs, is it truly the four best teams in the country? There's a lot of people who think, well, yeah, Alabama's better than Florida State, but the resume for Florida State speaks for itself. I'm sorry to say if Florida State would not be a favorite over Alabama— They shouldn't be in the playoffs. Florida State, you could say, if they made it in, would be an underdog against Michigan, Washington, and Texas. And that's okay because Florida State, let's say they were the four seed, they should be underdogs against the top three seeds. However, what I would not be okay with is the fact that Florida State would be an underdog against all the teams that would have been below them. Let's say Florida State was the four seed, got into the playoffs, Alabama was five, followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon. Florida State would not have been favored against Alabama. They would, they're playing Georgia in their bowl game. 
They would not be favored against Georgia. They would not be favored if they played Ohio State. I don't even think they'd be favored if they played Oregon, Missouri, or Penn State right now. That is why Florida State does not deserve to be a playoff team. If they were in the playoffs, they should be favored against every non-playoff program in the country. And there are multiple teams that they would not be favored against. And that's evident. They're playing in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Five-seed Florida State against six-seed Georgia. By the rankings, you would think Florida State should have maybe a two-point favorite. Georgia's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in that game right now. That's not a line that shows that Florida State is deserving to be a college football playoff team. They did everything right. You cannot fault them for anything and to a degree. It feels like they got screwed over because they were perfect this season. But when your team cannot be favored against non-playoff teams, you yourself do not deserve to be a playoff team. Again, if Jordan Travis never got hurt, they would be right up there, number two seed with national title hopes. But you could not put them in with the level of play they were going to give you in the playoffs when you have an Alabama team that just shocked Georgia in the SEC championship game and looks like a completely different team than the team that lost to Texas earlier this season. So with that, that's my two cents on why the committee got it right. And Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama are the correct four teams to be in the playoffs. And these games, guys, are going to be incredible. Right now, the opening lines for these games, we got time, some things will switch as maybe injury reports come out or some public perception changes on these teams. But Michigan, Alabama, Rose Bowl, Michigan is a one and a half point favorite. That's a one Versus four seed, a one and a half point favor. That's I got. I would have to go back and check, but that may be the closest we've ever had in college football playoff history. And then the two versus three, Washington versus Texas. Texas is a four point favorite over Washington. They are a lower seed, but there's still a lot of people who don't believe in the Washington Huskies. And that's the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be another great game. I'm not going to make predictions. Quite yet, because we have a lot of time to get there, and I'll do that on the Keystone Sports Kickoff Show in a couple of weeks before uh, before we get to these matchups. But any of these four teams can win any of these games, can can beat each other. If you, if you put any combination of these teams against each other, it's about a 50-50 chance each team go in a game. They all match up well against each other. They all have different elements to their games that the other team doesn't have. So the playoffs is going to be a very exciting time. And I'm going to double down again and say they got it right to not put Florida State in. It sucks if you're a Florida State fan. It sucks if you're a Florida State player because you put in all that work. You did everything you could have possibly done to perfection. But injuries are a part of sports. And unfortunately, injuries took them out of the playoff picture this year. So that's the playoffs. Outside of the playoffs, though, we have some very interesting bowl matchups. I want to talk about a couple of them before we get you guys out of here. It's going to be a quick episode today. Just wanted to go over these subjects and get you going. But we'll start with one of the first bowls of the season that's going to be on Wednesday, December 27th. We got some time, but I did want to go over these real quick. The Holiday Bowl between Louisville and USC. Now, Caleb Williams, as I'm speaking, he hasn't declared for the NFL draft, but he has stated he will not play in the Holiday Bowl, which likely means he's going to the NFL draft. Louisville's a seven and a half point favorite. What's really interesting about this game is USC going to start Miller Moss in this game? They're going to get to see, is he the future of this program post-Caleb Williams? 
he's got a lot to prove. And Lincoln Riley already said he wish he got more time in the regular season. That didn't happen, but the Holiday Bowl is a great opportunity for Moss to show that he deserves to be the, the starting quarterback of the USC Trojans next year and beyond. Other interesting matchups, we got Arizona at Oklahoma. Arizona had one of the best seasons in all of college football. 9-3, 14th ranked team in the country. That was not what you expected from Arizona coming into the season. They used to be a pushover in the Pac-12. They're really building something special. And Oklahoma already has lost Dylan Gabriel to the transfer portal. So Arizona's favored in that game. And another interesting thing about these bowl games, they're not like they used to. The transfer portal has changed the entire dynamic of what these bowl games are. Oklahoma would be favored if they had Dylan Gabriel playing for them. He's already said, I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else. That changes the impact of these bowl games. It's not the same when you have star players leaving. I'm not faulting them because now is the time to hop in the portal, get your offer, and go to a program that you want to play for. But before the transfer portal, the only way somebody wasn't playing in a bowl game is if they were going to declare for the NFL draft and didn't want to risk injury and wanted to start preparing for the combine. Now, though, you're going to see a lot of big-name teams playing without their big-name players because they left for the transfer portal. A great example of that is Notre Dame, Oregon State, and the Sun Bowl. Oregon State had their top two quarterbacks enter the portal. They're now a 10.5-point underdog against Notre Dame. That is not what the line should be if both teams were at full strength, but you've already got guys out the door, and so you're not sure who you're even going to play in some of these games if you're these programs. And from a player's perspective, you got to go get what's yours. And if you want to get out, it's the time to get out. But from a coaching, administrative, athletic department perspective, this sucks for these programs. Because if you're Oregon State, you've had a great year. You're nationally ranked kind of last year, but before the Pac-12 really changes, and you want to go out on top, and all of a sudden half your team is kind of leaving before a big bowl game. You're playing in the Sun Bowl, a very big game against a good Notre Dame team, two ranked opponents, they're just going to draw a crowd, and you, you're not anywhere near full strength because guys are already leaving. Missouri, Ohio State, Ohio State, we're not sure who, who's, who's going to start a quarterback in this game for them. And that's the Cotton Bowl, one of the most iconic bowl games that we've had, a New Year's Six Bowl, and it, it's not going to be the same team. So Ohio State-Missouri is a very interesting matchup. Ohio State opening line was a minus two and a half point favorite. So we'll see how they rebound. We'll see who else leaves. We'll see if Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play in this game or not. But teams are taking a hit because of the transfer portal. Another game I really like, Penn State, Ole Miss, number 10 ranked team in the country versus number 11 ranked team in the country. Penn State opens up as a four point favorite. That's for the Peach Bowl. It's a great matchup there. Both programs kind of, I think, have a lot to gain in this matchup because both are trying to set the tone for next year. Both are expecting big things from next year. Penn State, you got Drew Alar coming back. You want to end with a bang this season and show, hey, next year, we need to get one of those. I don't, Actually, I don't know if they play Ohio State and Michigan uh, next year, but if you're Penn State, you're saying the Big Ten's changing. We want to be on top of it next year alongside Ohio State and Michigan. Let's set the tone right now. And Ole Miss, too, you had a great season, and you're going to start to see some SEC changes coming along. Texas is coming in. You want to say, say, I'm a player in the SEC as well going into next year. Georgia, Florida State, Orange Bowl. As I mentioned, Florida State already is a 14.5-point underdog because their quarterback situation. For Georgia, you really don't have that much to play for, but you want to show you, 
you're still the Georgia Bulldogs. They want to go out with a win. There's a lot of good bowl games. An interesting one, maybe not the most exciting, Fiesta Bowl, Oregon versus Liberty. A lot of people thought Oregon should have got a better opponent. They probably should have. But for Liberty, this is an opportunity to put yourself on the map. Liberty had a great season, 13-0. Not a Power 5 conference, though. You're going up against Oregon, who really is playoff caliber good. And the good thing for Liberty here is Oregon may sleep on them. Oregon's kind of fed up with with the matchup. They thought they should have maybe played LSU or a Florida State type of team. You have Liberty coming in, who has had a great season, but is not recognized in the same light that you are. Watch out for Liberty to really try to pull something on Oregon. If Oregon doesn't come out playing their best football, they can lose this game. And then we got the Citrus Bowl, Tennessee, Iowa. That's an interesting matchup. And then, of course, we'll recap the playoff games. Rose Bowl, Michigan, Alabama, Sugar Bowl, Texas, and Washington. Those games are on January 1st. It's going to be a fun bowl season. Highlighted some of those matchups, of course, as we get closer to kind of the end of December. Wednesday, December 27th is the first of these bowls with the top 25 teams with the Holiday Bowl with USC and Louisville and the Texas Bowl with Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. I'll get an episode out giving bowl game predictions, talking a bit more about who's in and who's out for these teams. But what I really want to leave you here with today is one, the committee got it right. Michigan won, Washington new, Texas three, and Alabama four is exactly what I thought it should have been. And point number two, the transfer portal really does impact these teams for bowl games. You're not sure who's going to be in your lineup, who's going to be out. It was already hard enough with guys going to the NFL draft and dropping out of games. Now you got the transfer portal and you can have five, six, seven starters leave your program before the bowl game. And that leaves you in a really interesting situation heading into what should still be a very meaningful bowl game. So it is kind of sad to see some of these games losing their meaning. That'll all change a bit next year when you have the 12-team playoff format. You're going to have six very big bowl games that mean a lot. And unfortunately, though, right now with the transfer portal and how it is, a lot of these games this year are going to be rather, I don't want to say meaningless because they still mean some of the programs, but they're not going to have the same intensity they've had in the past. So those are my thoughts. After the playoff committee selection, put their four teams in. After the bowl games were picked, thanks for listening. Get ready for some matchups. At the end of December, it's going to be an exciting time. In the meantime, make sure you're following me on TikTok at Sean's Take. I'm posting NBA and NFL content every single day. And we're going to keep getting after with sports predictions as well. So thanks for listening as always. And we'll see you next week back here on the Sean's Take Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sean's Take Podcast. And make sure to join Sean's Take on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.